You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome everybody to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei. And in this episode, this is episode zero, uh, this is the About Me episode, the episode where I get to uh, introduce myself, tell you a little bit about me, and why I decided to start a lawn care business success podcast. So let's just get right into it here. Uh, I'm a 40-year-old male. I live uh, on the west coast of Canada um, in the Vancouver area, and i um, I've uh, had a lawn care business now going on uh, for 10 years. Um, actually, a little bit before that, if you count uh, the time I dabbled in lawn care uh, as a sort of a, a side job um, before that. Uh, but anyways, um, so let me just start at the beginning. Um, so I uh, got interested in lawn care while working at another job delivering auto parts. And... Um, I would uh, drive around all day dropping off parts at various uh, auto shops and stuff and I'd have to uh, drive through these different neighborhoods and I'd always see these landscapers. And uh, so it began that uh, I started to see uh, these guys working out in the sun, um, you know, being their own boss, not having to be on any sort of timeline. Um, And I started to get really interested in that. Fast forward, uh, you know, that a couple years later and that uh, that, that idea had uh, kind of stuck with me and I decided to try uh, dabbling in uh, uh, doing some lawn care. So I uh, printed out some flyers and just put them out in neighborhoods and went around with my uh, Mazda B2200 pickup truck and just my homeowner gas trimmer and lawnmower. <clears throat> I didn't even have a blower at the time. Um... And uh, I would just put uh, these flyers up saying, uh, advertising my lawn care. Uh, So I got uh, not too successful, but uh, it was like one or two or three sort of side uh, lawns that I would do each week. Um, But that sort of introduced me to it and kind of kept feeding the idea. Uh, In the meantime, my uh, regular job uh, had gone from, you know, job to job and, um, you know, had... uh, landed another uh, job that was a bit better. Um, So the lawn care got put to the side. Um, After a few years of uh, doing this uh, current job that I was in, uh, and starting to get bored and and dealing with uh, the politics and, uh, you know, other um, drama that comes with uh, working in a job with other people, um, I started to really crave being able to work for myself and being on my own and not having to deal with any of that and setting my own sort of schedule and timeline. So I started to think again about uh, the lawn care business. And at this time, there was a uh, a large lawn care franchise um, that had uh, come to Canada and uh, they had been uh, uh, seeming to grow. I would start to see these guys with their trailers around town all the time and on the back of the trailers, it said uh, franchises available. So one day I decided to um, kind of follow or stalk one of these guys while he was uh, driving around. And when uh, uh, he finally pulled up to uh, the job he was about to do, I pulled over and uh, went out to talk to him. And I just asked him, uh, you know, a little bit about the business and how he liked uh, 
his uh, job or how he liked the franchises, as, as I saw that uh, the sign had said franchises available. So he went on to tell me that, uh, you know, he really enjoyed it and being outdoors and the freedom and all that. And everything sounded great. It was everything that I was sort of looking for. So I decided to, uh, you know, give the head office a call and uh, talk to the franchisor and get some more information. So uh, anyways, um, I gave them a call and, uh, you know, set up a meeting with them and got some information about uh, the whole business and what the fees were like and and all that. And we decided to sort of uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, give it a, a, I think there was a one or two day uh, ride along you could do with one of their franchisers, just sort of see what a, you know, a day in the life of uh, this was. So I rode along with uh, one of these guys and uh, still was very interested, really like the uh, sort of uh, lifestyle and how it uh how your day would go and the freedom and everything. So um, in 2005, uh, sort of midway in August, um, we decided, me and my wife, after a discussion, decided to go for it. And uh, so we ended up purchasing a franchise in this uh, lawn care business. And uh, upon uh, buying the franchise, uh, everything in the franchise was included. You got your territory and you got a trailer, um, it was all deckled up and, um, you got, uh, your mowers and all your trimmers and hand tools and uniforms, invoice books, um, software to use to keep track of your accounting. Um, it was a sort of a turnkey start system. So, uh, <clears throat> I did uh, an initial two weeks of training, um, with one of the trainers where I just sort of rode along and mowed lawns with him all day. And you know, he'd uh, show me and how to price out lawns and what to look for and just sort of getting your feet wet and crash course. So after the two weeks, um, I started on my own and uh, I ended up uh, sticking with this uh, franchise uh, for about five years um, until about 2010. Um, throughout this process, um, there was things about the franchise that I just, you know, didn't like, uh, things that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, it always felt, um, even though you had your freedom and you could do what you wanted when you wanted, it still felt like a job. Like uh, I wasn't my own boss. You're always calling in to check in with the office and you had to follow certain rules and you couldn't, um, you know, advertise freely. Uh, for example, if um, I wanted to advertise in a particular neighborhood, you know, I'd have to double check to make sure there's no franchises that are in that neighborhood and and all the um, advertising material that I could use that was provided by the uh, head office uh, all had the head office's phone number on it. And as a franchisor, you weren't, or a franchisor, you weren't allowed to uh, have your own phone number or contact information on these materials. So you could go out and, you know, do a bunch of uh, flyer delivering yourself on your, you know, downtime and try to, you know, um, get your uh, self um, some more work in certain neighborhoods, but there was no guarantee um, that you would get that work because uh, ultimately your phone number wasn't allowed on that paperwork. So if somebody was interested or, um, you know, and they saw your flyer, uh, ultimately they would have to call the, the office. And because 
Um, you know, this might be a different, a, a neutral territory that isn't necessarily yours. Um, you know, that you might be wanting to try to build up some clients in, um, they, uh, you know, the call ultimately could go to somebody else. Um, so there was things like that. Um, I, I also wanted to, um, you know, develop a website and, and, you know, have a way to, you know, for my customers sort of to touch base and sh sort of so showcase what I could do. And that was all not allowed, uh, in the franchise agreement. So all this started to sort of weigh in on me, um, that, uh, I couldn't run the business how I wanted to. And that, um, you know, unlike a, um, other franchises, like say, for example, a McDonald's or Subway, where you have a physical location and, uh, customers, you know, know where these locations are or see these locations as they drive by and know ultimately what to expect. They come in and, um, you know, you get these clients, whereas with, uh, this being a mobile sort of business, um, you didn't really have control over, uh, where the clients came from, uh, because ultimately, um, all advertising, all trailers, everything had the, uh, head office phone number on it. So, um, you know, customers could ultimately see you, see you working, see your trailer. Uh, but ultimately they would call the head office and then they would get funneled either to you or somebody else. So, um, that part, um, I really didn't, uh, uh, seemed to like, especially when I was paying uh, monthly fees every month, it just seemed like uh, I wasn't getting the value for the money um, that uh, I was paying each month. So I started to think about, well, um, what do I really want to do? I still like lawn care. I, I'm still enjoying it. Um, so how about I go on my own? How about I build my own brand? Um, and I was really a fan of... Um, uh, branding and businesses. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, um, uh, watching shows like Shark Tank or Dragon's Den here in Canada. Um, um, I, I liked businesses that were like, uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK where it was clean, tr uh, trailers and employees were all uniformed. And, um, I just like that sort of look to it. And it was very professional looking. So I started to plan, um, out my own business and plan out, uh, you know, with logos and, um, uniforms and colors and how, you know, sort of the whole image of what I would like my own business to look like. Um, anyways, um, so I started planning this, uh, throughout the, the downtime in uh, one winter and, and one area I really wanted to focus on was the website. Um, so I started developing a website. I'd always uh, been technically um, sort of proficient. So I started uh, just uh, playing around with a website and taking my time throughout the winter building this website. Um, I decided on a logo. I had designed myself. Um, I had, um, you know, picked company colors. Um, so I decided to go with... Um, for my company colors, I decided to go with uh, uh, black um, as the base color for uniforms and trailers um, and using um, a lime, sort of a lime green uh, and white uh, for the font, uh, much like um, sort of modeled after the Monster Energy drink 
uh, sort of cans, right? Those colors that it just really pop the black with the white on, uh, or sorry, the green with the white on a black background. Um, so I started to do that and designing all that stuff and uh, going through it was a, sort of a long process, sort of starting from scratch, trying to find all these suppliers for different things like um, uh, invoice books that would have the carbon sort of copies that I could do, you know, custom. Um, also, uh, you know, finding uniforms, um, getting the trailer redone. I had to have the trailer completely redone, sandblasted right down to metal to take off all the old paint and logos from the old company and uh, having it all completely redone. Um, so I started, uh, getting that all up together and, uh, at ready. And at the same time, I put in my, um, sort of, uh, uh, re resignment or, uh, sort of, uh, how you would say, I'm um, just, um, leaving the franchise system. So I put in my notice for that and, um, got, uh, uh, this was at the end of, uh, 2000 and, uh, 2009, I believe. Yes. October, 2009. Um, and, uh, sorry, no, October. Yes. 2009. Sorry. Anyways. Um, and, uh, at this time I, uh, decided, uh, uh, that I would, uh, just completely start. I also had, uh, moved, um, uh, my home uh, and my family uh, to a different part of town. So this sort of worked out great with, uh, starting fresh and new, uh, because of the way the franchise agreement worked and all that, uh, I could have a fresh start in a completely different area and not have to worry about, uh, um, you know, uh, competition or things with, uh, my old, uh, franchise. So, um, I, uh, started strong in 2010 and started to build up clients, uh, right away. Um, in fact, I was um, very surprised how quickly um started to build up uh, the clients and how people were uh, seemingly taking to um, the new brand. Um, a, everybody seemed to really like uh, the sort of very professionalism, professional look of the uh, brand, and uh, it was doing quite well. Um, another thing that was really um, taking off was the website. Um, in fact, um, with all the marketing that I was doing, um, and it was all sort of guerrilla marketing, nothing too, uh, crazy. Um, I didn't want to spend too much, uh, to start. So it was just very professional postcards that I had made, um, and, uh, mainly the website. And I did a, a small ad in, uh, the back of, uh, sort of the classifieds of the local newspaper. Um, but I'll tell you the number one um, results that I was getting from my marketing, uh, right there in the beginning was the website it was just Google and it was free. Um, people were Googling lawn care, um, lawn mowing in my uh, area and, uh, my website was just popping up. Um, so I was getting these calls organically from that. Um, the second thing that seemed to uh, work, uh, really well was, um, the, the postcards, I had really nice full color professional looking postcards and, um, I just went sort of door to door, um, on my downtime and just dropped them off at, at homes. And, uh, I was getting some calls from that. Um, <clears throat> the, 
newspaper ad in the back of the classifieds. I think um, during the busiest part of the first season, um, and it wasn't just like a word ad. It had the logo and everything sort of very professional, very tied into the brand. Um, it literally got me one call. Uh, and it was the most expensive of, of the three forms of advertising. Um, I think at that point, um, and we're not talking tons of money, but I think at that point, you know, was probably paying around $300 a month or so um, for the ad. Um, and literally one call uh, that I went out to and I didn't get the job. Whereas the website and the postcards, uh, the postcards were probably the the next um, biggest cost, uh, but nowhere near um, the price of uh, even a month of the the newspaper ad. So the postcards were um, <clears throat> doing uh, quite well. Um, the only problem with them was uh, the amount of time it took to uh, go out and deliver them and the footwork and stuff, uh, although it wasn't too bad. <clears throat> um, so that sort of brings me to um, where I am now. I'm in my fifth year, and um, I'll tell you, things are doing a lot better than uh, they ever were, uh, even under the franchise. Um, in fact, um, people are still loving the brand. They seem to be very taken with it. Um, I had actually a call uh, last week, and it's the second time in the past uh, year that somebody's asked me if I have franchises available for sale. Um, so the brand and, you know, even though it's just me, single guy, um, I do have, uh, there is another, uh, trailer on the road, um, with my uh, brother-in-law who runs that one. Um, so the, um, sort of visual aspect of having two trailers out on the road and stuff seems to, uh, be working quite well as well. Um, but, uh, people seem to think that it's a lot larger business than it actually is. Um, so that's, uh, works really good for us. Um, so that brings me to why I decided to start a lawn care business podcast. Well, it's been 10 years now that I've been doing this and, um, I'm always learning. I'm always, um, trying to improve my business, but at the same time, I am getting a bit older and, uh, a bit more tired and sore, uh, especially in the joints. Um, so this is just a way of sort of, uh, possibly, um, transitioning, uh, in the future, whether, um, I decide to step away from the business or sell the business, um, or decide to franchise the business. I have, uh, no idea yet where that's going to take me. Um, but this is just a way I've always been interested in technology, um, website design, um, <clears throat> sort of things along that line. So I thought this would be a, a fun thing to do. Um, I listen to tons of podcasts every day. In fact, um, while I'm mowing lawns, I don't listen to anything else. I don't listen to the radio. Um, I just listen to podcasts, business podcasts, uh, podcasts on certain hobbies and things that I like, um, and as well as audiobooks um, to do with business. Um, so this is just... Um, uh, I thought it would be a, a neat idea to uh, uh, have a podcast uh, for um, people uh, who are starting out, uh, who want more out of life than working a nine to five job, who want to work for themselves, 
um, I figured I could use my 10 years of experience um, and more particularly the last five years of starting a professional looking um, lawn care business that literally went um, from, you know, no clients to a full load within the first year um, and uh, being able to uh, work uh, your own business and on your own terms, your own hours. Um, so I figured I would, uh, you know, do this uh, sort of do this lawn care podcast and um, use that uh, experiences of starting up and, you know, all the sort of things I went through from designing logos and colors and business names and website names, um, how to have your website, how to uh, advertise on Google, Facebook pages, um, everything that's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. Now, this isn't going to be a podcast for every business. Obviously, if you're a big established um, uh, lawn care or landscaping business, um, you may not uh, find anything uh, that you haven't heard already in this, uh, but a lot of it might be new. There's a lot of businesses out there that don't have websites and things like that. And this is what it's sort of going to focus on. I'm not going to focus too much on sort of the daily tasks of, you know, how to mow and things like that. Although I might, um, this will be mainly about the starting of the business, um, and marketing your lawn care business as a single owner operator, uh, with no employees. Um, I have always worked on my own over the past 10 years. Um, so I'm not going to be talking about employees, um, or, uh, things like that because I've just never, um, wanted to have employees, um, at least to this point, uh, just because I've been capable of handling the workloads myself. And I just like the freedom of being on my own. Um, I, you know, yeah, I figured, uh, you know, with employees and stuff, you got to deal with a lot more drama and, you know, when they're calling in sick and, and, and finding people that really genuinely, uh, want to work. So, um, yeah, I've always just been on my own. So I won't be covering things about employees and stuff like that. Um, just things that I personally have experience on. Um, so, uh, if you want to, um, check out our blog, uh, check out the website. It's, uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. Uh, if you have any suggestions for, um, or feedback about the podcast or the blog, um, you can email me at uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess at gmail.com and um, we can uh, see what we can do about um, your requests. And, um, you know, I just want it to be sort of an open community for uh, independent landscapers. And, um, yeah, that's about... Uh, what I wanted to cover in this episode, um, we'll start uh, in episode one with some topics and uh, hope you enjoyed this and uh, thanks for uh, joining me on this uh, introductory episode. <laughs>